Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 15th of the month. We're in the middle of this month. It is Tuesday, so second day of the week. We're going pretty strong here. And today we're going to talk about fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt, but not in the ways we always talk about them. It's not about how they run us, but how to go past them. We are aware enough at this point to notice when it's there. It's, It's getting pretty easy now, like, oh, wow, that's not true. Oh, wow, that is true. And I was watching a program the other day, and somebody was saying something that was clearly not true. And you could tell, and everybody could tell, and yet they were standing by the story. And when people are telling you something that isn't true, it's easy to go into these worlds of detail to convince you that what they're saying is true. It's just the way it goes. So as I was watching this, I thought to myself, wow, we have come such a long way that this is, this, those days are gone where we are persuaded by a bunch of facts. Now we know that that is a red flag. So what does all that have to do with breaking barriers? Well, when we stop listening to things that aren't true, we start listening to things that are true. Better. Like we say, oh, I I have that instinct. I know that that's right. I know that that's true. It's no longer about is someone right or wrong. You almost don't care who it is when it's not true or not in your best interest or intrusive to you. We we don't stay. We just don't stay. Think about that. You know, people get mad at other people. They test them and they push them and they are very intrusive and very confrontational and and sometimes underhanded. And then they demand your loyalty. And we used to try to prove them wrong when they were the ones that came with all that baggage. But we, we don't do that anymore. Because we have learned that at the end of the day, we're going to end up hitting our head against the wall, saying things like, and I knew that in the beginning, why did I not listen? And we've learned that complacency in one place of our lives, yeah, well, I'll just take it. I'll just deal with them. We'll open up our lives to dealing with a lot of stuff that we know better than. And then what happens is we start getting mad at them. Well, they did this and they did that. And we'll blame, blame, blame everywhere we go. 
when the person we're really mad at is ourselves for being there. We're mad at ourselves for being there, for accepting it, for allowing it to be in our life. Whether we took a job that we're overqualified for because we didn't have the confidence to get the job we knew we really could do because we were scared if we got in and we messed it up. So we never try, but then we get frustrated at everyone who goes ahead of us in the workplace. Or if we accept every single person's emotional demands on you, and if you don't give it to them, they run away. So then you give it to them so they will come back. That's manipulation. And we've learned not to do that. So now we're not manipulating ourselves, and we're not staying in places we shouldn't be anymore out of fear running back to people, doubting whether or not we're good or not, or good enough or not. We now just say, that's probably not where I belong. Worrying about people liking us or not liking us or needing us or not needing us. All of that. Those feelings. We learn to face like, hey, you know what? My kids don't have to need me to love me. They can just love me. Period. I don't need to control the circumstances around me to feel loved because then I'm going to think, hey, wait a minute. If I'm controlling the circumstances around me for love, do they really love me? Think about that one. That one's a toughie. Definite toughie. We are not allowing these things anymore. Someone they throw a guilt trip at us. Now the first thing I hear so many people say, especially younger, are you guilting me? Like, did you just do that? It's embedded in them. We are learning it, but it's embedded. I said embedded. That's just goofy morning stuff, but embedded in them. There is a lot more to our power than we could ever even imagine by breaking away from little things that ego pulls all day long. Oh, but what if? Oh, you poor thing. Oh, they're so bad. Oh, everybody's bad. Nobody understands you. You're just alone in this world. Look, there's proof. What are you doing tonight? And what did you do last night? And what do you have planned? Everybody else is having a great time but you. Well, you know, you didn't put the effort, the guilt, the control, the worry, the doubt, the fear. What you just heard 
was the voice of ego. Our souls know better. We have known better. But we look at stepping out of our own comfort zone as like this big aggressive move. Like we have to alienate people to step out of our comfort zone. And I have to tell you, you're not alienating anybody. You're growing them. There is no human being on the face of this earth that will ever be a person who pleases everybody. I've read about people who I thought were magnificent in history. And then I'll meet somebody who'll say, oh, they were just a nun. Oh, they were just, just totally downplay it. And I thought, oh, thank God they're dead and didn't hear you. Or maybe they did. Because that energy that I may have heard that flippant comment come from is just a person who looks at the world that way. It might not be my way. But because it was such a far cry from what I thought, I would be going, wow, you know, wow, maybe that's true. Maybe I didn't see that. But now I say, well, that's their opinion. I don't need to take their opinion and their will and turn it my way. But I will say things like, wow, I saw that really differently. I thought that was actually pretty amazing that she was able to at some point go to India in her lifetime and realized that they needed her more than England did and devoted her life to helping people. And of course, we're talking about Mother Teresa. But when I hear it like that, I'm like, wow, even her, like even she is susceptible to that. Oh, what else was she going to do with her life? But look what she did do with her life. Not what else is she going to do with her life. Look what she did. So if we can focus on the things we do, because nobody is perfect, and say, hey, you know what? I appreciate that in them. Whether it's your mom giving you time. Because you have to think, a mom took care of a child from the day it was born. Before you even knew who you were, she knew who you were. She was with you. But we only focus on what we don't like about our mom. And I think, imagine how surprised she was (laughs) when you came out and you did not like her. Or fought her. Or criticized her. Or put her down. Or thought you were better. Just accept her. She was who she was before you were even born. She doesn't need to be psychoanalyzed by you. She just needs to be able to feel good about the fact that hopefully she did a good job. But to be reminded of what a bad job she did is saying that I messed up and it's because of you. 
Why do we have to do that? Why can't we break that barrier and just say, hey, thank you. You were a tough cookie. Thank you. Because you made me at least have a set of standards somewhere. And if there's something you've done that maybe I didn't like, hey, that's your business. Not mine. I don't own you. Break those barriers. If you say, I can't do that job, that should be the job you're going after, even if it's leaving work and starting your own business. Because when we break a barrier, our instincts kick in. They know what's right. They know what's wrong. Because now every part of you is fighting for you. It's taking a look at things. It's making assessments. You start thriving. And then when you do one thing better, it opens the door for you not settling anywhere else because now you know what better feels like. Truth is the greatest untapped love. The awareness that truth is the greatest untapped love is by living our own truth. It's not about telling the truth to everybody because who is everybody? Everybody's going to change in the course of your life. So if you do your best along the way, you can go through life without regret. Oh, I should have done that. Oh, I'm still talking about something that happened three years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, with some people 50 years ago, as though it happened yesterday because they haven't challenged their truth. When Christ, when I first saw him, and every time I sat down, I couldn't even begin to imagine writing even more about truth, love, and purity. Couldn't even imagine it. And yet, every time I sat down, there was more to say. And it wasn't about the big things, like the big celebrations, the graduations. Like, I remember when I did go to a graduation in our family, and I thought, oh, I can't wait to hear from Christ today. Today was a great day. I didn't say anything. And I realized we all know how to do great. We all know how to do happy. But why do we fear happy? Why do we take happy away from us? Why do we take our own chances away from us? This keeps going back to us. That mental state of mind that keeps us in one place. And then we become prisoner to our barriers because, oh, I don't do that. And then we start to feel helpless. And then when we see somebody cross that line, we put them down because then we can justify our position and we invest in our position. And sometimes by doing that, by investing in our position, we 
tell ourselves we are right. So what happens? How do you break that barrier? And honestly, it's just wake up and do something different. If you normally stir the pot, don't do it. Just don't do it. If you normally put yourself down, stop saying it. If you overspend every time you go out, be conscious of the fact that when you pick something up and you're ready to pay for it and you even get that far, you get to the register, tell yourself, this is going to be in a corner in about two weeks and I am filling an emptiness in me and go put it back. And then take that money that you were going to spend on it and put it in a jar. You will be shocked at how much money you will end up putting in that jar of stuff that you're impulsively buying because it makes you feel powerful for a moment. If you feel you're going to say something where you finally tip the scale between this person engaging with you or not. Because it's just, no one has that physical time. They have to live their life too. And then they say, enough is enough. You may learn from me more in my absence than you will in my presence. I have to go on. Don't get mad at them. Break your own barriers by not doing that anymore. If you're at work and you find yourself getting upset at people who you think are more successful than you are, the only difference between the two of you is they broke their barrier and you did not. When the next opportunity comes up, Prior to the next opportunity coming up, you can also start saying, that's my next step. That's where I want to be. I heard someone say who loves a sport, actually it's baseball, and it's actually my son. And yesterday we're going to transition, this is breaking a barrier for me, Um, from doing blog talk radio to doing video podcasts. So I can see, you know, like you could see me. And I really didn't want to do it because I like waking up. I'm in my sweats. I get to talk and we get to share. So my goals are met. I can reach out. You can listen whenever you want. And we can talk about this every day. And I did not know how to transition from this intimate setting, this intimate feeling to a podcast where I have to get ready and I have to get dressed and I have to sit and the camera's on me. And I didn't know if I would be comfortable. And I was told this 
in March. So we're about seven months in to this conversation that I've had with the people we did the master class with and and the other the other classes coming out because we're all in soft launch right now. We're just, you know, figuring out how to get all the bugs out before we take it bigger or wider reach. And the whole time I have been so happy when they didn't talk about it. So then it made me feel like, well, it's so far enough away. But then they bought a camera and they put lights in my office and they put my logo on the wall. And so my office now is like a mini studio. But I was so tired from filming, vacationing, coming back to a a near-death illness that I couldn't even imagine getting ready to be on camera and then to talk. I was just so tired. So then about a week ago, and it's only a week now, I was driving. And a lot of the issues that were at hand started subsiding, and I was getting some of my energy back, even though no one could tell that it was gone, not even me. But I was I was exhausted, emotionally exhausted. I, you know, illness is is something that once it enters the picture, it's hard to get out of because it's there, and you're watching somebody suffering, and it's not an easy or desirable or helpful. You feel helpless, and you just have to trust that this is happening for a reason. And focus on something positive every day. And that took all of my energy. So I was like, you know, I could do that now. I'm ready. I knew that we did this show. We're doing this show for such a long time. And that I I need to be able to share this information with more people. Because I know the value of it. I have seen it now for 17 years. More and more each day. Not just each year, but each day. I've learned, I finally got to where I can handle the negative that people throw at me by making a decision not to participate. That was, for me, breaking a barrier. And once that barrier broke, I was ready to do this. What I didn't realize was how people's negative affected me. And so now when I see the negative, I just delete it. I was like, wow, why didn't I think of that before? Because I didn't want to hurt someone's feelings who was hurting my feelings. Seriously? But for some reason, I had a huge barrier that included fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. Because I never wanted to be the reason someone's feelings were hurt. And that included people who were just relentless. And then in real life, I learned to get it away from me because 
why not? Why would I choose that? Because I could see it, feel it, touch it, deal with it. But in the virtual world, I kept thinking, oh, it's just the virtual world, not real. But really, it was a barrier because it was real. Might not be in my physical world, but it was real. And once I stopped accepting it from anywhere, I mean, geez. A lot of my energy came back. Complacency in one area brought it everywhere else. And if that wasn't a startling realization on my part, I don't know what is. Think about that. You have a body of work. And one, two, three negative things keep coming your way over and over again. And that's all they're doing. They're they're there and they're just spewing it. And they're going to do it all day with or without you. Why would you choose to include that in your world? That wild card of throwing your day off because that thing of the negative energy, you're accepting it becomes complacent, makes you complacent. So while you're at work or you're with your children or you're with friends, And somebody decides that they're going to throw negative at you. They don't like how you did something. They're just argumentative and combative in their own nature. You're just being part of it if you accept it. Or even road rage where people start screaming at other drivers who don't even hear them. The rage is really yours. The other driver didn't hear you. It's a great example But why did you need to get that mad at another person who's driving a car and can't even hear you? Think about that. So it all goes back to us. What do we accept and what don't we accept? And why do we accept it? Those are our questions, and we're going to face those questions every single day. And you have to ask yourself, do I feel a prisoner to my fears? Or do I feel I can face them and say, hey, you know what? I don't want to feel helpless over this. I want this to actually go away. Not because I don't like the person or the situation, I don't want to participate in what they need to fulfill in themselves over and above who I am. The greater question even, 
filter question. Does this take away from me or does this feed me? Because if it takes away from me and it's not feeding me, I'm going to starve. And no matter how much I eat, I'm still hungry. But if what you do feeds yourself, it's not that you're not hungry, but now you have the energy to do what you want to do. Allowing anything to rob you of your energy ends up just robbing you. It doesn't rob your kids. It doesn't rob your coworkers. It doesn't show them how mad you are. Everything goes back to you. When we leave this world, we don't take anyone with us that we thought was stopping us from life. We only go back when it's our time. So pay attention. Today, am I reacting to fear, doubt, worry, control, or guilt? Or am I working from heart? Am I telling myself the truth? Am I using other people to camouflage myself, my decisions, my life, and create dramas day in and day out? That's Break Your Barriers Day. Make it a Breaking Your Barriers life. You guys have a great day. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. can't believe I have like 10 seconds left. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.